Welcome back to Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Aram here with Chadens and Armen, the usual suspects. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good, baby. A lot to talk about. Back. Stop getting old. A lot, of course, as usual. Uh, a bajillion things to talk about. So we will start as we do domestically uh, because we haven't kept up with the Armenian Premier League in our last episode. Um, not much has changed, but things are starting to get a little bit interesting. Uradu currently tops the table uh, with 12 games played with uh, nine wins, one drawn, two losses. And their current form is crazy. Just five game win streak. Um, what's happening here? How, where, how did they like, where is this coming from? <laughs> where, well, I started watching their games and then all of a sudden they're, they're top of the league. So I think I was a magic. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You're yeah. saying he's a lucky, he's a lucky charm. Uh, I explained the joke. So uh, I think it's starting to shape up a little bit at last. I mean, it's crazy. And 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 uh, the pretty much the core of the team is the same as last year. That's what's craziest in my opinion. Uh, but it. Mm, Think about it is that these players, the young ones, are starting to uh, be a, a little more mature, and it's shaping into form and results because the quality was always there. Yeah, solid, solid core of Armenian players. That was one thing we were concerned about when Dmitry Dunko took charge, uh, but it seems like they've kept it. Uh, so they're currently top of the group with 28 points, and right behind them with 27 points is Alashkert, um, and behind Alashkert on 22 points, uh, but with a game in hand is Arda Armenia, and in 21 points is Punic, uh, also with a game in hand. So that's what the top four is currently looking like. That's like the first, I would say, top pack. Uh, and then at the bottom of the table is FC Noah with five points. Uh, Bekma is right above them with seven, and Shirak with eleven. Uh, but the surprise package, I would say, so far this season, uh, has been FC Van. Uh, they're on seventeen points yep. in fifth place, and they can still do a number and and put a little bit of pressure on the top pack. And they have a lot of Armenian talent, which last year they didn't have. They had like a super high uh, profile goalkeeper in uh, former Torino substitute keeper. Uh, Coppola, Domenico Coppola, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and he left the team and they signed like three or four n- more Armenians, Pavel Gorelov, Arkubovino, future star, Kevok uh, Najarian from Punic, uh, now David Atshakian, former Chicago Fire, and they've got like seven good, good Armenians. Edgar Movsician is in sick form for them, one of the top goal scorers of the APL. Very interesting team this season. Yeah, yeah, they have they have like eight or nine Armenian players starting for them in every game, and they're they're doing really really well. And you're right, Edgar mm-hmm. Obsession is having a good season. And they also just signed. Uh, this was the random bit of news from last week. David Arshakian, the one the player who um, spent I think most of his career in Lithuania, uh, or not Lithuania, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, everywhere. He's, he's, fire, Lithuania, Russia, Croatia, Den- Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> he actually played for Vela. Uh, Babayan's former team. Yeah, uh, so that's a bit of bit of random trivia there. Um, so we'll see what happens there. They can 
they can do it. They can do something. And, and I hope they, they can, do. yeah. Makes it a little bit more interesting. They're tactically very good as well. Uh, they're, they're tactically very good. They're organized and they're sitting right in the middle of the table. So, I, I would. I want to see what a Gorilla Love uh, uh, partnership would be uh, with uh, Najarian. I think that would be very interesting. Yeah. Midfield duo. Um, well, um, it's been the case, and if you look at the form, it's like uh, last. Five games uh, from most recent to least. It's draw, 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 win and lose. Like positive, like pretty positive and and very tight. If you see three draws in a row, yeah. zero goal difference. Like games, like close, close games. They're mm. they're they're very balanced. They with I think they're I think they're exactly what uh what Urardu was last season. Was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very very yeah. balanced. And so, now Urardu has the most uh, goals, well second goals, second best attack in the league and the 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 second best defense. Yeah. So only Arara Armenia has a better defense than them, but Arara Armenia isn't scoring nearly as many goals as as you with can. so many youth players. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. I don't know. But Urardu is on fire but we'll see what happens i think once punic well we hope punic continue in the european competition but i think once you know that is done uh because obviously we don't expect them to go all the way and win the conversation um <laughs> once that's done i i anticipate punic like yeah well really just going full throttle uh when it comes to the league well wraps it up for the apl uh let's move on to uh, the meat and potatoes, uh, which is Armenians abroad. Um, we'll start with Edward Spertian, who today had a, another assist, I believe, in the Russian Premier League. Yeah. This time it yep. was against Nizhny Novgorod. Um, you know them. Great. Sevigans. Yeah, Sevigans. I don't even know if he played. Did he play? Oh, I didn't no, check. Of course not. After- Bro, after he said he was going to play for Armenia like a few months ago, everyone remembers. Then immediately he got signed by, by Nizhny Novgorod. Then look, zero minutes. Yeah, he's they got the bench, the, yeah. He's, yeah, he was on the bench. He didn't come on. Well, I mean, they got two red cards. Maybe he might just pop in. <laughs> well, speaking of the man of the hour, Eduard Svetsyan now has 14 matches played so far in. Uh, in the domestic league, and he has nine goals and five assists. So he's averaging a goal or an assist per game, which is insane. Um, like I, he's single-handedly carrying Krasnodar. Yeah. And it's not even close. If you look at the goal contributions of the rest of the team, it's very, very minimal numbers. I think that the, the their center forward Cordoba, I think he has like five goals only. So this is <laughs> Edward is almost. He has like triple the striker's yeah. goal contribution, which is which is crazy. Yeah, for reference, Cordova, John Cordova, Colombian striker, is like played like ten five seasons, five to ten seasons in Bundesliga, and not even as a rotation player. He was a starting center uh, center forward for Köln and uh, Hertha Berlin, I believe. Mm. So that's imagine if he's surrounded by better players. He's he's outperforming that player, that kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, Cordoba's also played in La Liga, apparently. I'm sure so, he has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sure I mean, this is a season. His season boom striker. was, his boom was in in, uh, in Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Yeah. 
But Imagine I, I if Edo plays around like players, everyone around him would be of that caliber. Oh, yeah. Well, he was coached by Daniel Parker, so I, I'm sure Bundesliga clubs might be all over him. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. So Zenit Saint Petersburg is top of the, is top of the league in 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 Russia, and his equivalent counterpart is, I guess it, I would be Claudinho, I think, or trying to find trying to figure out who who plays more attacking midfield for this team. Uh, rather than defensive midfield, yeah, Claudino. I think I think that would be the the equivalent person. Has three, sorry, two two goals and three assists. So if you replace that guy with Spersian, who knows what the numbers would be? Because he's just he would be surrounded by infinitely better players, you know, much a much more talented teammate. So I think he's doing literally at like God's work <laughs> for this club. So. We'll see. I mean, I hope. I hope he is there, God. I, I hope he gets. <laughs> I hope he gets bought this summer. I think. I really, really hope he goes to a good team. He deserves it. I think. Oh, I would say. Moving on, Chadens, Cyprus. To the Mediterranean. Haroyan. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Anortosi is in a bit of a was in a bit of a slump, right? They were like yeah, had a weird games. Uh, yeah, Ovo's been injured, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a couple of games now. He's been injured. Haroyan is starting games. This is this was yesterday. I think was his fourth or fifth. I think fifth uh, start into the season. They have a new manager um, who used to be at Watford, from what I mm-hmm. what I believe. Yeah. Uh, and they finally got the win. It was Haroyan's first win. He also scored a goal. Uh, it was a corner kick. Uh, the defender tried to clear it, uh, tried to clear it, and then it, it it came to his foot, and then he he turned and smashed it home. And they got the three nil win, which was uh, uh, three nil was it three one? I think it was three nil win. Uh, yeah. Um, and then. On the other end, in the city of Nicosia, my city, uh, Kardashian, he got a 1-1 draw against um, against Abola Limassol, the very strong team. They were they were facing a lot of uh, attempts against them. Uh, they had to again perform defensively as often because the the team is not really in a great place right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got a 1-1 draw that. Every single point is needed, so it was good that you know they 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 got that last minute winner. Yeah, I think it's important that he keeps playing. That's that's mm-hmm. the that's the important part. It's important that yeah. he starts every game. Um, yeah, just yeah, keeps that momentum going. Obviously, uh, we don't want his team getting relegated, but he needs to do the job in the back. So. The people in the front have, you know, need to do their job. So it looks like they're not scoring that many goals. But what can you do? Hopefully, it's something that'll be fixed. But um, yeah, that's good, good stuff in Cyprus. I think we're happy that he went there overall. I think it makes something. It was a move that I think we were suggesting a lot, and we we do suggest that players go to Cyprus regularly. The ones that play in Armenia, just because it's an easy transition and it's a very good look yep. so a stepping stone basically yeah Gre- Greece is more of a bigger stepping stone but to get yeah. to Greece you can come from Cyprus yeah that could exactly work. <laughs> yeah and sometimes you can even uh, skip Greece into a top 10 league from Cyprus yeah. 
speaking of stepping stones, uh, the club that we were hoping, uh, yeah. the player that we were hoping, you know, would would, mm. would, would make the leap from the stepping stone, Vaham Bichakchan, yeah. is having a bit of a slump. Um, yeah, frustrating. It's annoying. He had he hasn't scored in several games. He was coming off the bench a lot. I mean, the positive is he started the last two games, including today's one-all draw with Lechia, Warsaw. Um, I watched the game. He didn't play great, uh, mm. but he didn't play bad. It was like, okay. And and I was listening to the commentators while they were talking, and obviously I don't understand Polish, but <laughs> when it, they, were, they were clearly talking about him as he was being substituted around the 60-something minute mark. <laughs> uh, and he, and they, they said... They said, good, good, good. So, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> and good, you understood good. everything. And then they go, yeah. so, and, they, and then the other guy goes, so, 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 so. and I was so like, okay, so, so, so he did so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but another right. guy who is just stepping stones, right? This is this is where we're going. Jira uh, Charoyan, bouncing, is obviously in Bulgaria now, and he registered his first assist. For Sofia, um, mm. and he's been playing very, very well. He's been starting. Yeah. Since he got there, uh, and he's, he's been striding as a striker. I think uh, he's not even he's not even playing for a wing. He's he's playing uh, as a striker, I believe. I yeah, I saw it, the lineups. Yeah, he's been playing as a, as a striker, but I think the one thing I noticed um, oh. is he's no, he's, he's been drifting. Right. He's starting in the center, and then he's and then he like works his way when the game like continues through the right and then i remember in the last game they actually switched wings in the second half and he was playing on Ooh. the left side so um okay yeah versatile really good player and another player that right like apl really really talenting promising product that you know had things that didn't work out in his favor he made some decisions and mm. he hit a he hit a slump but hopefully Hopefully CSKA Sofia, as uh, Armand has written in all caps on our document. So, because <laughs> there's two clubs apparently. Because it is not Sofia, it's like they're like. There's uh, like four Sofias. They, yeah, it's Sofia's the capital. Sofia, sorry, like not Sofia's. Sofia's. Sofia, Sofia, Mofia. <laughs> there's like five teams there and two CSKAs, by the way. It's, it's, uh, half of yeah. the league gotta be from there. Quarter of the yeah. CSK. Bulgarian fans were trying to cl- clarify it for us in, on Twitter, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Moving a little bit up north. Um, <laughs> just going on yeah, around to, Europe. To Denmark, uh, where Edgar Babayan is playing for Randers. Um, I haven't personally been watching him, but I know Armin, you have been. Uh, how's, how is he looking over yeah, there? Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. I mean, he's a player that I would say Armenia should utilize much more and for some reason I I honestly don't think he was injured last time out he said he was and the club said he was I I don't think he was uh because immediately after national team camp that missed due to injury uh he started and got an assist or a goal I believe and his uh, in pretty good form uh, they topped the table. They were fighting for the title uh, against uh, Chalashir, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, it's a good team. He's picking up form. Hopefully, he joins the national team more often. But for that, we need a national team that um, gets so results. And, and Yeah, not just that, but that like will lure and will be an, an interesting 
place and environment for uh, our more rather more talented players abroad that yeah. sometimes don't always uh, like what they see in the national team environment. Yeah. Well, it can't always be positive news. Um, and this is the one negative news we have in Armenians abroad. Uh, Felix Verayan and Hoyevko uh, have been relegated uh, in the in the Finnish first division. Uh, Felix played a grand total of what, like two games? I think he 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 played he played the first game of the season and the, and the last game of the season. Yeah, the last one. <laughs> uh, so he he was a good sandwich um, in, in that in that case. Obviously, we we had high hopes for it, but you know clearly. Uh, the direction of Horefko wasn't looking too great. Uh, and now I think the big no, question... No, they're having financial trouble, a lot of financial trouble. And uh, honestly, he was he is the best keeper they, they had this season, and they never used him. And I'm sure that must have been the case with other players, like, for instance, Noah, that had, uh, like, uh, Musa Khanyan is not playing for them anymore, even though he is technically a Noah player, but like Noah case in Hoyevko. Yeah. Bad. Eh, I mean, it happens. And and I think I pointed this out a while back where their goalkeeping coach was this um this Portuguese guy. And he was the one that brought in Beto. And then after Beto left, he mm-hmm. brought in another Portuguese goalkeeper. So it looked like if Ferayan had Portuguese citizenship, he would be playing every game. So little little annoying there, but I mean, but I think, yeah, I I would hope he finds a new club uh, because he is really good. He's big. He's talented. Come to Argentina. Yeah. That's my uh my piece of advice for Felix if he's listening. And if you didn't know, we actually interviewed Felix uh, in a great, great, great interview that we did. He was a great class guy. Uh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, go listen to that if you haven't already. It's a, it's a pretty good episode. Um. Anything to add, boys? You know, Armenians abroad? Anyone? Anyone we missed? Mm, not that. Nothing that comes to mind. Like nothing noteworthy at the moment. So, all right. Well, speaking of noteworthy, I hope one day there will be so many that we'll we'll miss so many of them. I hope so too. But, yeah. Uh, well, the list is what ha- What's happening now? Yeah. Um. I just gotta pick grand, and choose. The grand competition, European competition. We will first start with the UEFA Champions League, where Henrik Mkhitaryan and Inter Milan uh, are second in their group, the group of death, as it was known, and have a very, very good chance of making it through to the knockout stages of the UEFA Champions League. Uh, Inter are in a group with Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Victoria. And Victoria, who have been like the yeah. whipping boys. Their next match is <laughs> it's true. Their next match is this Wednesday uh, against Victoria, where I believe if they get win, three they win points, they're through, bro. Yeah, they win their through. Um and, and they actually the win it. Because, yeah, the reason because uh they beat Barcelona at home and drew away, and that was the head to head matchup that uh, the winner of that two game matchup would go through and enter turns out to be entered. Yeah, and uh, I would say they they would have already been through though had um I think oh, I can't oh yeah this player. one who is it that, that he's like that 20 I think Aslani Aslani yes had Aslani 
not been selfish and cut the ball across to Mukhitaryan, who would have literally had a tap-in. Instead, Aslani chose to take the shot, and on the they ended up drawing. And on and it, it was the last, like pretty much the last kick of the game, and it would have. Aslani. Yeah, they they would have. Aslani with a double left. Everyone was screaming at him, Lonely. especially Henrik. Henrik was like raging, and you know what? I mean, he has a good uh good point, but in terms of like individual performances, Mukhitaryan hasn't been doing. He hasn't been putting up numbers. Uh, and someone was actually asking me about this. Um, I think total in in the league, he has one he has one assist in seven games. And someone's asking me why why this is the different case. Different role. Um, and he, yeah, he's playing a dramatically different role uh, for Inter Milan than he was in in, in his previous clubs, uh, especially in Roma. He's he's been playing in a uh, central midfield a trio. Mm. I would say it's mm. it's him. It's uh, Hakanoglu, I think, and Barelli, and Bar- and Bar- and Barella, so Barella. Barella. Yeah, so it's it. So he's been more of like the left-sided tracking back and carrying the ball forward, and not necessarily um, the one creating the chances. Mm. Makes sense, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you don't want to pick and choose between the players, and you want to play Chahanoglu and Mkhitaryan together. That's how it's going to have to be. One of them is going to have to be more advanced, or else you're just going to get murdered on the counterattack. So, I mean, it's it's working for them. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. not so hot in the league because they're sitting eighth place. But you know what? Uh, going through in the Champions League, I think would would, uh, would help their chances. Yeah, it's going to help them a lot for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, Ottoman's favorite city in France, uh, Nantes, Ottoman. Tell us how they are performing with our boy Gorman Velian, who made a wonderful appearance on the bench, not off the bench. Uh, <laughs> wow, you had the people there. Yeah. Stellar. Stellar appearance. Staring performance. Uh, they're not so hot. They're, they're, honestly, they're bad. They're doing bad in every competition. Uh, they even went as far as... Uh, going through six games in all competitions without scoring a single goal. Of course, uh, now that's uh, over when they scored. Uh, I don't remember against whom, honestly, but it was a bad like spell for them, and the season's not doing good. Uh, and, but they do have a solid chance of being transferred to conference leagues, knockout stages. It's like a demotion. Uh, it's uh, if they manage to not be uh, bottom of the group, which at the moment it's Olympiacos, that's uh, fourth, and Nantes, uh, if staying third, they will be transferred to Conference League, and they might even play against uh, another Armenian player. We'll see. But our football game from future star, Goman Velian, uh, is currently a, sta- a staple, a regular for Nantes B team. But as Aram said, somehow made bench for their senior squad first team and in their last grouping game. But by the looks of it, it's, he's not going to play. Uh, he didn't play that game and he's not going to feature anytime soon, at least for as long as Comboare uh, uh, or whatever it's called stays at the helm of the, net, of the team. Fans want him out, but for as long as he's there, I don't see his. I don't see him Gore playing 
honestly, we have been getting tired of pushing him, bully him into a low move. But it'll be up to him. Dropping down to the third European competition, the uh, one that we've been watching the most, obviously, the UEFA Europa Conference League, where we have several Armenian players playing uh, and a club. So we'll start with Andre Chalsir, who's been on the bench for Silkeborg uh, in their two recent matches against Stau Bucharest uh, and Anderlecht. Uh, they ended up being, Stau was like 5-0. It was some, some crazy scoreline. Uh, I think they did it twice. 5-0 in both games, yeah. which is 10-0 aggregate against yeah. Stau. It's, yeah, so it, it looks like Andre's playing mostly domestic games, and I think it kind of... As much as I would prefer he play the European games than the domestic games, but he's not young, so it's not like we're going to say, oh, the European experience will help him grow as a player or this and that. It's like he's already experienced. It's As long as he's getting game time and, and is fit, I think that's what not we should getting care injured. about. Yeah, just don't get injured. Like, keep your form, but don't get injured, and we'll be happy. But he's not the only one we got in that competition. Yeah, we have uh, Sargis Adamian, who is playing for a very underwhelming FC Köln side. Uh, they sit third in the Conference League, one point behind second place and four points behind unexpected group leaders, Partizan Belgrade. Um, Sako, again, is not doing so hot. Uh, he's starting European matches. He's benched in domestic league games, sometimes not even coming on, I think. Yesterday, uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So, yeah, their Friday night game, uh, I think it was against Mainz. They got battered. battered 5-0. Yeah. And Sako didn't even come off the bench. So, things are not looking so hot for them. Uh, but we'll see what happens over there. And mm-hmm. finally, uh, Tigran Barcerian, who has been in great form for Slovan Bratislava, uh, as they are sharing a group with Punic. Uh, and Tico is scoring and assisting in pretty much every competition. Uh, domestic leagues kind of look like training sessions, according to Anman, to direct quote. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they've been doing pretty good in, in, in their European competitions. They gave us a little bit of a scare because they went up, I think it was 3-1 three, three or 3-0 against uh, FC Basel in their last game and then ended up blowing the lead, which is crazy. So... We'll see what ends up happening. Um, obviously, this is a little bit of a tricky one for us here because we want to see Punic succeed. Um, and we don't necessarily obviously want to see Slovan fail, but we want to see Tico succeed as well. Um, so there's a little bit of a double-edged sword here. I they can both to hear get through comments. and they can both get uh, eliminated. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's so... It's so, like, up for grabs. If we look at the table, FC Basel's currently in first place with seven points. Punic is in second place with six points. Slovan is in third place with five points. And Zalgiris is in bottom with four points. So there's, it's just going by one point, and and each team is essentially, like, Zalgiris could win against FC Basel, and they would go up to seven points. And they, and, and if... They could potentially top the group. Like it's so dynamic currently. Literally one win separates the top from the bottom of the group. Yeah, so it's so it, it's every match is obviously going to be very decisive. But this next one that Punic, uh, who will be traveling to 
to Bratislava to play Slovan is likely the most decisive one because if Punic end up defeating Slovan, they will be guaranteed a knockout stage place, no matter what. Um, I believe that may also be contingent on Basel beating Zagiris because if Zagiris wins and Punic wins, then you have still three teams that can that can do that. Uh, but we, of course, would like to see an FC Basel win and a Punic win, and that would do it for for the Conference League. I think that would give Punic the opportunity to fight for first place in the last game at home against FC Basel. Uh, but fully knowing that they have secured their place in the knockout stages, which would, of course, be like historic. Yeah, and everything can happen. Like, uh, I'm thinking, uh, even though the table does look as anticipated a little bit with Basel at the top and Zalgiris at the bottom, the difference is not big at all like uh, everything is up for grabs and we did not i i did not anticipate unique to be so hard and to be actually in pretty good uh odds of even grabbing top of the group like if you take Zalgiris, they beat unique by one goal and they like neither of the teams played good away in, in Lithuania and Punic would would have won that game had it not been for the uh, artificial turf like that's the only reason why Punic is on top of the table right now but that makes you think I don't know who else is going to go to travel to Lithuania next but they're going to have a super tough time uh, mm-hmm. getting a result whoever it is I think it's a slow one yeah I saw I saw a very interesting post on the Armenia subreddit. Someone was trying to figure out how much money Punic has made so far uh, from uh, their European competitions, and the figure they estimated was somewhere around five million euros. But that wasn't even counting their Champions League uh, qualifying yeah, wins. So it should be like a little bit more, somewhere in like the six million mark. And if they were to top the group, they get six hundred fifty thousand, or if they get second, they get three hundred twenty-five thousand. And then for million more. playing in the knockouts, they get an additional 300, which, which is crazy. Um, so it's we're talking about, million. yeah, 300,000, sorry, um, for, for playing in the knockout round. So it, the, the amount of, like, potential more money there is on the table for Punic is insane. That's um, not even considering the half a million they get for every... Oh, sorry. Yeah, the half a million they get for winning a game, for each game they win. Regardless of how they do, Unique have, like, the reason why I say they have such a good shot at making it through and even winning uh, top of the table of the group is because of how they played. Like, the opener was the single toughest game in the group. Their first ever, uh, actually, no, yeah, there uh, as a club first ever uh, European group group competition uh, and uh, against the toughest opponent other group away in a legendary uh, pitch uh, Santiago Park uh, and they ended up losing only 3-0 with two goals we were actually talking about this before hopping on this uh, and on air Um, 
they needed Basel needed two goals, uh, basically gifts by the ref to beat Unique uh, three three one. Unique's goal was a lovely combination uh, play with a great finish by Dashian. Uh, and the passion in which Punic ended the game, the like attack until the last minute, till the last whistle, the final whistle, Basil looking scared, like that's honestly a memory, a memory I won't forget in a long time. And that was the opener. After that, it was an amazing, insane, convincing, solid win against a a regional giant like Slovan Bratislava. Uh, Slovan looked completely out of the game and they worked <laughs> um, and then the win against Algiris again and the only lo- the defeat away again was because of the the artificial turf they're looking, they're looking really really good yeah they have they have a very good tra- shot of getting through and i think this thursday would be is going to be a very defining match so hopefully they do well um and to put it into perspective if if we were to like rank how well they're doing relative to other teams, uh, if we're looking at the conference league last year, Punic has outperformed so far twenty one teams uh, because they have gained six points in the group. So some of those teams include Anorthosis, Cluj, Maccabi Haifa, Kairat, uh, Alashkert, Fenerbahce, Sparta Prague, uh, Celtic. So a lot of you know, a lot of good going on here, and hopefully they continue that. Yeah, this is memorable. Well, moving on to the final portion of the episode, which is the Armenian national team. Uh, as of now, as of this recording, which is on Saturday, October 22nd, we do not know the identity of who will be at the helm of the Armenian national team. There have been a few names thrown around, uh, names that we had actually mentioned in our show the last time out. Steven so, Gerrard, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Pep. Wait, Steven Gerrard. <laughs> Steven Gerrard just got fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Please, please don't share this news. It was, it's yeah, just a joke. It was called, it was actually called uh, drinking a, a glass of Armenian not a brandy. Not. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we don't know what's going to happen. So as soon as we know, we'll, of course, tell everyone. Uh, but we do, what we do know uh, is a couple things. One, Armenia has scheduled a couple friendlies for next month, uh, November 16th versus Kosovo and November 19th versus Albania. Both of these matches will be held away, um, which I think is a good thing, actually, because... For sure. Armenia I agree 100%. Work, Armenia needs to work on their away form. Uh, and this is all, of course, going to be in preparation, not for the World Cup, because we won't be there, because we blew that opportunity. Unfortunately. <laughs> but this will be in preparation of the Euro 2024 qualifiers, um, which we had the draw. Uh, we'll tell you the draw now. We're not going to do a deep analysis of it right now, uh, yeah. because there is such a long time until the game. Yeah, we have also a lot to discuss as well, yeah, and we have a lot of time. Yeah, so and we, we should know the manager as well, so that way we know we we know what we're expecting, we know who's gonna get called up, etc., etc. Exactly. So in Armenia's group is of course Armenia, Croatia, Latvia, Wales, and Turkey. So Armenia got put into a group of five, which is something that I was hoping for, uh, and it's going to be a very very tough group. Um, 
but it's also, I think, going to be a lot more even. And hopefully that comes down to Armina's performances, right? Not. <laughs> I just totally disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Looking know. Like bro. the Punic I'm, group, I'm... huh? Like balance. Now that you say it's even, yeah. it reminds me of the Punic group. It might, we might actually end up like that. It might be very close with everyone. Yeah. But again, we don't. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of factors that we don't know right now, so it's hard for us to tell. A lot of uncertainty. Yes, yeah. a lot. Hundred, there's hundred things that you know we we cannot say anything at yeah. this point. Nothing. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully by the friendlies we'll have a manager. I, I think yeah. if we don't, that'll be a waste of friendlies because we you know what are we playing for? Who are we playing? Yeah. For? It wouldn't yeah. make sense. The most important man. thing for me would be to call up players by that are like um, a little out of form that could use. The chemistry could use the, the minutes, could use uh, joining the national a national team camp yeah. every once in a while. Uh, I don't know the Narek Likorians, the the Vaham Pichakians, the Edgar Babayans, uh, yeah. that kind of players. Agreed. That so I mean we'll see what happens. Of course we'll that will probably be covered in our next episode because uh, by then we should know the identity of the manager and we'll probably be able to look at the squad and and try to figure out. You know what what sort of things we're anticipating um but until then uh gentlemen anything else to add before we wrap this one up not really i mean uh let's see what punic does that's what i'm uh mm-hmm. it's a, gonna be a crazy month like yeah. l- less than a month away from national team friendly camp and then until then there's a european club competitions uh, yeah. crazy 30 mm-hmm. days cup. yeah hopefully so we're reaching cool. a milestone yes Yes. So every day, that's what we strive for. All right. Well, mm-hmm. thank uh, you everyone for listening. Uh, yep. This has been Football Genshwan, episode 49. Ooh, episode 50 is around the corner, wow. guys. Wow. Maybe, maybe we'll do something We're getting old. Yeah, we're getting old, bro. <laughs> maybe someone comes on the show. Huh? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you don't already. Uh, share. Talk to your friends about it. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. Nah. <laughs>